I'm going to challenge the Moe Archangel because I want to steal her and save her from the Pope uh, Mitsugi <laughs> Church. Someone's saving me. Do you hear that? Oh, I'm being saved. Your soul is your soul is too far gone. There's nothing that they can do for you. I will I will bless you with a blazing sword of Moe glory that you can ride upon a giant kitten. the song Black Bullet from the anime Black Bullet by the artist Flipside. That song's my jam. Is it? It is. You're listening to episode 230 of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Cram, I was told that we had a mission and I was told that you know what that is. Last I checked, it was to make your anime addiction worse. Well, thank you very much. That was a very nice delivery. You get an A plus on that delivery. Do I get a triple nice. A plus? Oh, we just made what? a new thing. You can find us on our website, www.aaapodcast.com. We're also on iTunes, Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at aaapodcast. We're also at Dusty Cram Cram. That's Cram's Twitter, so make, sure, right. to, make sure to add us on there. And we're live every... Saturday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Ustream.tv. So, welcome to the 60-some eyeballs that, that, are, that are on time for the show tonight. Good to have you. How's everybody doing? I am cracked out tonight. I am, like, crazy. You are flipping your shit before the show. <laughs> I'm flipping my frip side. Well, I, I had a headache, so I took two anti-migraine pills, which has like 400 milligrams of caffeine or something, and then I have not, now I'm drinking coffee. What Mitsugi, why are you turning down my jam? I'm um, rocking out. Because it's time to stop the jam. Oh, no, it's time that's, to stop That's enough, the jam. It's enough. <gasps> that's enough fun. So uh, we're, at, we're, actually, we're actually backed up on five-star reviews, if you can believe that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> but, um, that's a good problem to have. We love you guys so much. We have a five-star review from Soda Pop Saw. So who would like to read this one? I want to nope, read it. Jackie raised her hand. Okay. 
I've been listening to anime podcasts for about five years now, and I can say with great certainty that the AAA podcast is the best one there is. Chiaki, Mitsugi, and Cram put more into each episode than any anime podcast I've listened to. It's well-structured with news breaks, a weekly reading of the mailbag, and of course reviews of current anime airing in Japan. Their personalities are likable and refreshingly down-to-earth. They have a good connection with their listeners through their forum and online chat, which is quite active during the live episodes. Give this podcast a listen. You won't regret it. That's so nice. It is nice. Wow, we're likable. I agree with everything that person said. You like us. You really like us. Gives me them warm and fuzzies. (laughs) So we have new forum members. I got to move us along as we are so packed today. It's ridiculous. Uh, New forum members, welcome Jerk Store, SOS Brigader, or Brigadier uh, Noir, uh, Wolf, One Half Ranma, Alex P, The Vin, Sir Captain, Mr. November, and AnimeForTheRoad.com. So there's a little free advertising <laughs> for you. So um, I'm going to go with Noir. Why not? My name of the week. I think my name of the week is going to be Sir Captain. Oh, you took mine. Oh, I'm oh. sorry, Cram. We can share right. him. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to jerk store. Get some jerk. All yeah. right. I like. I do like jerky. If it yeah, was, I do too. If it was jerky store, I would have taken it. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Whoops. Sorry, I'm on caffeine today. I threw everything <laughs> up. <laughs> anyway, if that was me. You'd be freaking out right would now. Would I? Would yeah, I? you'd I'm, be I'm, like, God, Jackie, you missed the trivia. Oh my god, I skipped trivia. Oh my god. Well, here as as I as I type into my notepad <laughs> right here, I type Mitsugi screws up audio at five Mitsugi's minutes. a dipshit. <laughs> we should have put so, in there. Great. <laughs> There's so, a new soundbite. So we have trivia this week also. This was a surprisingly enough, there were quite a few correct answers to this live action photo trivia that I thought was pretty hard actually. The, uh, the answer to the trivia was Higurashi no Naku Koroni, and I'm told that the giveaway was that there are claw marks on the girl's neck in the photo. Well, I so, I wanted to make these photos fairly okay, obvious. Okay, okay, it's, that's fine. So the correct answers were Shake a Spear, Opie for Senpai, Is No Try, Icy Rose, Astrophysics, Bob Bob 101, Padalite, Bo 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 Bots Go, Typhoon, and One Half Ranma. And the winner for the week is Bob Bob 101. So, congratulations. That's, uh, you are the winner for the week. Congratulations. Yeah. Also, Tyvoon selected his prize for, for winning the trivia for last month. So, um, congratulations once again to you. Was it off our list of things to buy? Um, no, it wasn't. He oh. wanted bento boxes. So oh, well, that's we a very bought, practical we sent, gift. We sent Tyvoon some bento boxes. So, Sweet. Uh, hope you enjoy those. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. If you want to submit a mailbag, you can do so on the main website, www.aaapodcast.com. We have a little button on the top bar that says mailbag. And you click that button and then you type your your question and it goes into the universe it somehow finds its way to us where we answer it three months late 
<laughs> but Actually, we do our best. It doesn't find its way to us. It finds its way to me. It's my inbox. I have ultimate control over the mailbags. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bust through these. All right. First mailbag is by Jazzmaster Nine. Who would like to read John, the mailbag I'll read it. number I'll one? I'll read it. I'll right. read it. I'll read it. All right, you got it. I'll read it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Jazzmaster9 writes, Hello, AAA Podcast. I'm a new listener to the show, and I'm loving the podcast. I was wondering what music do you guys listen to in your spare time? More power to you guys. What kind of music you like, Mitsugi? Um, I mostly don't listen to music anymore. I know that's probably gasp-worthy from many people, but... He's being true, you guys. There are I, times that I play songs, and he's like, where do you find these songs? If I'm in the shower, or if I'm at the gym, or if I'm running, or whatever, or in the car, I'm almost always listening to podcasts. If I am listening to music, it's probably classical. I play piano, and so I love classical music, and I tend to favor music from the romantic period, and that's that's it for me. Chiaki? I like rock. I like rock music. I like classic rock. I like a little bit of hard rock, but not screamo, not ska, none of that. I, I like actual singing. I like progressive rock. So normally on my iPod, I alternate between rock, house, techno, kind of dance jams with really good beats, and stupid, stupid poppy songs that I'm really embarrassed that I like. Um, things like... Yes, please do explain. <laughs> Things like Katy Perry and, and uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> I see. I like, um, I have really eclectic taste in music, I think, but I, I tend to lean toward like folky kind of guitar acoustic type stuff. Um, just for example, my favorite Western band is a, a group called Nickel Creek and my favorite Japanese band is a group called Happy End. So if, do, if you do, listen to their stuff, you like happy ends. I do. I do like happy endings very much. People in the chat are, are saying Mitsugi's a romantic. What is that all about? And romantic just means music from the from the eighteen hundreds mostly. So think Chopin. Yeah, Chopin. Chopin. <laughs> Chopin. Don't please don't do that. Please don't. Beef beef oven. I will kill you. Beef oven. <laughs> is, is that it? Are we ready for the next mailbag? To Buzzy. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Okay, so I think the next mailbag should be read by Cram also because it, dire it addresses you directly. Oh, okay, two in a row. Here we go. All right, uh, this is from Joshua. Joshua writes, Hi, guys. I'm listening to episode 227 and just had to slam my phone down, rip my earbuds out of my ear holes, and immediately write this message. Wow, he's pissed. Raging. Something, <laughs> something has to be done about Cram's backlog of anime. Razafon, Wolf's Reign, Full Metal Alchemist. Oh my! Seriously, this should be a segment of the show where Cram gradually watches a few episodes a week and briefly shares his thoughts on the show about what he's seen so far, or if he can handle it, watch half or the whole show even and review it on the show. This would also give us listeners an excuse to rewatch the shows with you and get a fresh take on it with someone who has just watched it for the first time. I personally would enjoy this since I find Cram's taste in anime most closely aligns with my own. Keep up the great work, you guys. Rock, uh, Joshua from Houston, Texas. Well, someone likes your opinions, Cram. That's true. Uh, I, I guess that's uh, that's a bright spot in this message. Silver talking lining. about <laughs> someone thinks you're not watching enough anime. I guess. Right. Um, well, I mean, I, I'd be okay with that. I, I actually, if you follow me on Twitter, 
uh, you'll see that when I do watch anime, I do tend to talk about like the stuff that I'm watching. So like, you know, when I was watching, uh, I was rewatching Crest of the Stars and I went back and did a rewatch of Cowboy Bebop. I was posting, you know, uh, screenshots and stuff like that. But if if you guys want to make it a part of the show, we can talk about that. That might be cool. I know there are anime that I know that you haven't seen that are a lot better than Razafon. So maybe we can yeah. maybe we can steer that in a better direction. Anyway, sure. so the last mailbag, we're doing a third one trying to get through these mailbags, is from Battery Powered Friends. and I have some of those. Oh, you do? Like That's my a, iPod. Interesting. So I'm going to read this one. It says, Hi, what are your thoughts on the news that Arpeggio has apparently sold, and by, by Arpeggio they mean of Blue Steel, has apparently sold over 10,000 units. I don't know if it's DVD, Blu-ray, or both. Personally, and I'll try to be succinct since I'm sure you, are, you all will have something to say, I'm disappointed, and it's because I wasn't surprised by it more than anything else. Feels like the industry is trying its utmost to reaffirm that awful stereotype about anime being nothing else but for deviance, laugh for lack of a better word, as reality. It also doesn't help that there seems to be a growing vocal minority in the West that genuinely revels in, in, in being this stereotype. Sorry if I'm being a downer. I enjoy the podcast very much, and the sound quality is among the best of all the amateur podcasts I've listened to. Well, thank you very much. You'd also have a you also have a nice iTunes review to read out loud as well. But iTunes system is pants. <laughs> um, I agree about both of these things. That I agree that Arpeggio, a Blue Steel sucks, and that I don't know why people spend money on it. And I agree even more that iTunes' podcast system is terrible. So I definitely agree with that. I have something to share with this mailbag. Mitsugi's an old man, and he had to look up what saying something is pants mean. I did. I looked he it up. He went on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, He's adorable. By the way, there's, a, youngsters. there's an anime coming out next season called Kantai Collection that people on our forum have already been re- arguing about quite, quite ferociously. Yeah. And I looked it up because I was tired of hearing them argue and not knowing what the hell it was and it's an anime based after a card game about girls anthropomorphic battleships that are little girls so it's like very close to arpeggio of blue steel arpeggio so, 2.0. don't they don't they call it like concorde or something like that yeah it's got some uh i'm not going to look it up right now but there is there is a a like invented word that means exactly what you're talking about so yeah, so, I don't, I'm not. I'm not surprised that Arpeggio has sold that much, though. Like, whenever I hear about a garbage, you know, you know, Moe show making a lot of money, I'm like, yeah, that's why they keep making those shows. Well, not only that, ten thousand units really isn't very much. I mean, if especially if that's global for DVD and Blu-ray, I mean, that's basically like nothing. So, I'm not too shocked. Before we move on to the next thing, I just want to give everyone a chance. Today's episode is a call-in episode, so if you would like to call in, please make sure that you've added me on Skype. That's A-A-A Chiaki, and now everyone has my Skype, A-A-A-C-H-I-A-K-I. So earlier on in the week, Chiaki sat down with a woman who worked in Japan. Her name was her name is Jamie Leno, and she worked under the manga creator of the manga the prince of tennis so she was an assistant to the mangaka of that of that manga and she has a new book coming out which is chronicling her time spent in japan doing this and other things it's called the princess of tennis 
Chucky sat down with her earlier in the week to get to uh, hear the scoop from her, and so we have a snippet for you right here, so I hope you guys enjoy. So this is Chiaki, and I'm sitting down with Jamie Leno, and why should you care about Jamie Leno? Well, she lived the dream. She went over to Japan, and she worked as a mangaka assistant. Is that correct? Do I have that right? Yeah, that's right. Excellent. Now, for listeners like me who are really bad with names, um, Mm -hmm. what's Konomi-sensei's background? He um, has been drawing the manga The Prince of Tennis for uh, 12 years or so. There was 32 volumes in the original series, and... When I started working for him, we were developing the new Prince of Tennis is what it's called, Mm -hmm. uh, like sequel to it. Um, He was published or Prince of Tennis was published in Shonen Jump magazine, which is, you know, the magazine they published, you know, One Piece and Death Note and, you know, all that fun stuff. What was your average day like at the at the studio after you kind of started (laughs) and got out of that original I'm a newbie phase? Yeah, well, in the beginning, we actually didn't do as much work because the manga wasn't in production yet. We were still doing, like, design work and um, creating, like, the look and creating, you know, um, like, the environment. When we got into actual production work, like, in high-intensity production work, we had... There were two different kind of days that we had, and... The kind that I liked, the kind that was hard but satisfying was when we worked from just, it was a kind of job where you stay over, so we would sleep there and we'd get up, you know, at whatever time we were asked to, say, say 10 in the morning, mm-hmm. and then we would get to work, and somewhere along there we would order breakfast, eat it at our desk, and then just keep on working, do the same for dinner. And then, you know, nighttime rolls around, it's 2 in the morning, we've worked 16 hours with a few short breaks to eat, like, delivery food, and then we'd go to bed. So, you know, rinse and repeat, it would be 16 hours drawing, and then, you know, 8 hours of quote-unquote free time, which was mostly just, you know, sit around until you were so tired that you went to bed. Were, did your hand get sore at all? I know you were, were studying um, to become an animator before this, but that sounds in, really intense. It is. It is. But, you know, it's kind of satisfying. It's good when we had a lot of work because you got a lot of, you know, you got a lot of things done. And, you know, depending on what we were working on and, you know, other factors, you know, it could be really fun and happy and we'd have music going and or we'd be talking a lot. And other times it would get very intense, you know, people just like you know, grinding down, we have a deadline coming up and just draw, 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 draw. Or, um, you know, then there was the other days when, I don't know how other artists are, but my particular sensei was not always, like, there. (laughs) I don't know what he was doing. He wouldn't show up at the studio and we would be there and... You know, we would want to work, but there was nothing to work on if he didn't have, like, pages to give us. Right. So some days, you know, for weeks at a time, like a whole week at a time or so, there were periods where we never even saw him. And we never had any work to do. And then we'd just get sent home after a week. But the problem with that is it gets so frustrating because you want to work. You're there to work. You can't go home. 
Mm-hmm. You know, but you don't have any work to do. Can you imagine how boring it is sitting around for 16 hours a day looking for something to do? You know, I I can I can see how that would wear wear on you. For the for the manga readers in our listenership, that that brings up an interesting question for me. Mm-hmm. If I get a Prince of Tennis manga and mm-hmm. just random manga off the shelf, mm-hmm. how much of that manga was produced or drawn by the mangaka him or herself well I guess in this case it would be himself but how much how much of that manga was produced by the mangaka and how much was produced by assistants I can only speak for our group because I think other mangakas do it differently but um, sensei would do you know he wrote the story and he would sit down and lay out the page draw you know the the frames in pencil mm-hmm. and then he would draw the characters in pencil and the bubbles and the dialogue and then he would kind of you know roughly indicate with a few sketchy lines like where he wanted like extra characters to be in the background and you know what he wanted the background to look like or what he wanted you know okay. if, if there was some other object so we basically got that you know page where only the char- the main characters were penciled in pretty detailed and the rest was very rough and we took that and turned it into the finished product all right so the (laughs) the mangaka themselves is really it sounds to me like they're really in charge for a lot of the conceptual and planning and Mm -hmm. original drafting and then the assistants do that labor of inking and polishing (laughs) and all that fancy stuff well some mangaka do their own inking they prefer that um and ours didn't, so <laughs> I only say for that, you know, but really it's like we got a rough draft and we made it polished is okay. kind of the way it works. So it's it's his creation, but a lot of our, you know, hard work went into making it look really nice. That makes sense. You mentioned, yeah. uh, you've said a bunch now that you had a lot of downtime did that mm-hmm. affect your your pay? I know money is kind of a taboo subject to ask, but I'm I'm curious and I have to. What was kind of your average salary or or something like that for a manga artist? I mean, I've I know there's a Indiegogo project right now for uh, for animators over there that oh. say mm-hmm. animators make like 10k a year salary. So mm-hmm. what what was it I- like for you? Well, I was working, I had the fortunate, or I had the fortune of working for somebody who was, you know, blindingly rich. So I made a decent, like a livable amount of money. Um, But we were paid differently than normal, uh, than a normal manga cause assistant, especially a beginner like I was. Um, Most assistants are paid around $100 a day or Ichimayan which is about a hundred bucks a day, you know, um, but we were paid on salary. So it didn't matter if we worked five days a month or if we worked 29 days a month, both of which happened. I was still paid the same, which I was paid about $2,000 a month. It's possible to live off of it, but you're not going to be going out and doing a lot of things either, which in my case, it actually didn't matter that much because we were at the studio so much, especially the last, you know, year or so that I was working there, we were just, you know, it wasn't common to have more than a week off out of the month, and the rest of the time we were in the studio, so a lot of that money just got 
saved because I didn't have to spend it on food. I didn't spend it on, you know, electricity bills. As much as I'm sure we'd all love an infinite (laughs) amount of time to question you, I know you're a living, breathing person and have a life to get back to. But you do have you do have a book coming out. And I assume it will have all of this information and probably a lot more in it. Mm-hmm. It's called, I believe, The Princess of Tennis, The True Story of yeah. Working as a Mangaka's Assistant in Japan. Yeah. Can you give it, us some information about that book and what's going to be in it? Yeah. Um, it started out as a series of posts that chronicled my time working for Konomi Sensei. I thought, you know, people are always asking me about it, so why don't I just write it all down on my blog? So I started writing it down a couple years ago, pretty soon after I ended working there and um, it took me years and years and years <laughs> a couple of years to finish writing that you know and then near the end of it I was like hmm you know I bet this would make a really cool book because I was getting a lot of people emailing me or commenting and saying I I just discovered your blog and I sat up all night and read all of the posts on it you know it took like I had finals today but I just couldn't stop reading all night long so I hope I don't fail you know so I thought you know it would be really cool to have a book not just you know partly for my own like here it is in my hands, this is really neat, but also because I can, you know, here's something concise I can give to anybody, you know, or show to anybody and being like, here's my story, here's how I achieved something that I think is really amazing, and here, you know, here's how you could too, or here's how you could live vicariously through me, you know, which is something a lot of people say. When will your book be available? Is it out right now? Can I get my hands on it, or? It's coming out this month. So all of the details are on my blog. Um, I've just I'm just working on the final formatting right now, and then it's going to the publisher. So all right, you so- can pre-order right now, or after the pre-orders are over, um, I'll probably still sell them on my my blog from time to time, signed copies. But you can order like regular unsigned copies on Amazon.com. Okay. And it's a physical book, and there's also an ebook that's separate. Now, let's say I get my hands on a copy of the book and it's not signed. Will you be making any other appearances to promote your book where people can talk to you, maybe get it signed, anything like that? I will be anywhere that people invite me. This summer, I'm going to be going to San Diego Comic-Con and I'll be speaking at a panel there on Thursday, 5.30 p.m. Thursday. So um, you can see me there before or after the panel. Um, I'm happy to sign things, talk to people, do pretty much anything. That's the only appearance that I have scheduled right now, especially because I'm in the middle of moving. Uh, But I hope to be making more appearances later this year. So one more time, Mm -hmm. this has been Jamie Lano, right? Did I get that right? Awesome. (laughs) Jamie Lano. She has a book (laughs) coming out, The Prince of Tennis, The True Story of Working as a Mangaka's Assistant in Japan. You can follow her on her, her blog, www.jamieish.com. That's J-A- Jamieism. Oh, Jamieism. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> you can follow her on her blog, jamieism.com, J-A-M-I-E-I-S-M.com. Yep. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today. And yeah. if you ever have news in the future, if your magazine or manga gets off the ground, whatever the case may be, be sure to let us know. Okay. So that was the interview with Jamie Leno. 
Her full interview will be released on iTunes later this week, so if you want to hear the full interview, there's a lot more to it, so you, get, you can get a lot more information about what it's like to be a manga artist in Japan. The whole interview is about 50 minutes long, so you only heard about 20% of it right there. So We're going to take a quick anime news break, and when we come back, we are going to be having an, a call-in show for the live audience. You can call in and have a question or comment prepared for us, and we will and we'll, we will talk to you about that. And then we will also be doing a, a, a rolling game of trivia, live audience versus the hosts. So we will have some fun with that. But before we go, we have a trivia question, or we have a we have a poll question. The poll question is: Who will win the call-in show, trivia game, the live audience or the hosts? So, and we'll be back in a few minutes. So enjoy the news break. you anime addicts, this is Chiaki, and this is your anime news break. First up, Japan has gone back and forth with child pornography laws, censorship laws, and all that. Recently, Japan's lower house judicial affairs committee had discussed a bill to make the possession of child pornography a crime. Japan currently outlaws the creation and distribution of child pornography, so this bill would add possession to the list. But, however, it would not criminalize depictions in manga and anime. The lower house of judicial affairs committee unanimously passed the bill to the full house of of representatives who is in turn expected to pass and send the bill to the upper chamber for a vote before june 22nd the bill will replace the previously proposed child pornography bill that included instructions to investigate pornography in manga and anime according to the bill anyone found in possession of child pornography again not counting manga and anime could face over one year in prison and a fine of 100 million yen. The law will not go into effect until one year after it is passed to give potential violators a chance to throw away any child pornography they currently have. In other news, for those of you who may be married and constantly wonder what their husband is saying, well, apparently you're not the only ones. An anime adaptation of Cool Koshincha's four-panel web manga, I Can't Understand What My Husband Is Saying, or in Japanese, Dana ga nani o itteru ka wakaranaiken, has been greenlit. The manga follows the daily life of an earnest, hard-working office lady named Kaoru and her otaku husband, who is totally immersed in a certain huge net bulletin board system. It sounds incredibly hilarious to me, and I can't wait to watch it later on this year. In other news, North American video game publisher developer Digital has recently announced that it's collaborating with British independent game developer Metatonic to publish an English remake of Hatomoa's Hatoful Boyfriend, or Hatoful Keishi, literally Pigeonful Boyfriend. It's a dating simulation game. The game will be released digitally in English for Mac and PC. A playable version will be available at the E3 Expo. The original Otome game began as an April Fool joke that inspired free downloadable version in 2011. A Hatful Kareshi Purasu updated release launched in August 2011. 
In the game, the player is a human female who is seeking to fall in love with a pigeon at a school for gifted birds. The game features portraits of every bird and suggests what they would look like in human form. It looks absolutely ridiculous, and of course there are photographs online. Another news for those of you who are fans of the Black Butler franchise, the official website for the musical Kuroshitsugi Chi no Moeru Ligurish, or Black Butler, Ligurish that burns the ground, the third musical adaptation of the supernatural manga Black Butler has launched. The musical will adapt the manga's Jack the Ripper arc and run in Tokyo's Roppongi Blue Theater from September 5th to September 23rd. This was Chiaki, and this was your anime news break. Chiaki on Tokyo Nightclubs. So then I'm in this club, and here's the way it works with like the foreign guys in the clubs. They're like, I'm just kind of moving my shoulders, walking over to you. There's my penis! just my penis. Well, I decided I'm gonna dance with a Japanese guy because I'm like, I'm in Japan, I'm in a club in Tokyo, I'm gonna dance with a Japanese guy. And Japanese guys are the best people to dance with at clubs because they keep all the creepers away from you because you're dancing with someone. But like, one of the big thresholds we got to when we were dancing together was he held my hand. Guys, when dancing with Chiaki, you might want to keep it in your pants. Back to the show. All right, and we're back with the 230th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. We're glad to be back. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Jamie Leno. Hope you enjoyed the news break. But it's time to get down to brass tacks. We have the result from the poll. We have brass taxes. We do. So I didn't read the poll options, but one of them was both. um, I asked who would win the trivia game, the live audience or the hosts. With 34% of the results, we have a split. Um, the the live audience believes that the live audience will win, and that they and that both will win because when there is love, both sides win. That's true. What? But the live audience can't win if people don't call in. That's so right. So I know I've been saying it, and I'll say it again. If you want to call in, make sure you have me, Chiaki, on your Skype. That's My right. Skype is A-A-A-Chiaki. That's now. A-A-A-C-H-I-A-K-I. You realize now the thousands of people that listen to this podcast have that address? That's cool. Say hi to me. See? She wants you to call. See, right? If you're interested in calling in, add me on Skype, or even if you already have me added, send me a message, and I'll send you some information. Calls will be accepted in a queue that I have running, and there's still space on the queue as of this exact second. And as I will tell you in my message, please make sure that you're in a quiet environment, you're using the best microphone you can, and you've checked your internet connection, but don't worry, we know that... Not all of you are podcasters like we yep. are, so we don't expect you to have professional equipment. We're just asking, yep. do the best with what you have. Okay, so let me explain the rules here. This is how it will work. This is the protocol, as I have it written down on the document. So the callers will dial in, and you are expected to have some kind of comment or a question for us. So if you anything you want to talk about, the weather, your favorite soft drink, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Just You can call in and ask us a question or make a comment that's non-trivia related. We're going to talk with you about your comments, uh, conversate a little bit. And then after the conversation is finished, we will challenge you to a game of trivia. So what will happen is the caller will challenge a host of their choice. 
you can you can challenge either Cram, me, myself, Mitsugi, or Chiaki, and then you will also select who you would like to have ask your question. So, for example, you would call and you would say, "I want to challenge Mitsugi because I think he's a little bitch," and I would like <laughs> and I would like Chiaki to ask the trivia question. So the caller will get the first option on answering the question correctly. So I will not say a thing. Chiaki will ask, will ask the question, and you will have an opportunity to answer it. I'm going to give you about 10 seconds because I don't want you to use Google. Um, if you can't get the question correct, I will try to answer it, and if I can't get it correct, then no points are awarded. Simple as that. So basically, you don't need to pre- prepare anything for right. the, the trivia question. Yeah. Absolutely as a nothing. Absolutely nothing. Just prepare your wonderful self to be ready to talk to our wonderful selves. And we also have some interesting discussion topics to talk about in the background of all of this. So do we have oh, callers waiting right now, Chiaki? We do. Just one final thing so everyone knows. The trivia, all the questions are named that anime. So Correct. the questions that all of the hosts have prepared will be something to help you identify an anime. So it could be like anime has voice actor and theme song artist or anime is about this or this. So it's really, really simple. Nothing too fancy. All right. So as far as I'm concerned, you can start dialing people in and um, we can get on with this. All right. Hello, guys. Hey there. How are you? Who Hi. Are, who are we speaking Yo. to? Oh, you're speaking to Icy Rose. Okay. I like it. Hello, Icy. Hello, Cram. Icy, (laughs) say hi to your your fiancé for me. Uh, She's right next to me, actually. Is she? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Chiaki, you know too much stuff about our listeners. Hey, hey, her say his hi, by the way. Hi. <laughs> Yay, I heard her. His fiance and I have a very similar taste in anime. So Oh, I see. And I don't I know way too much about our listeners. Okay, You're right. So so I see I see Rose, do you have a comment or a question you want to you want to talk to us about? Well, I was wondering um a lot of uh, you guys talk quite a bit about anime, but so what about manga? Is there any manga that you guys really like but haven't gotten an anime adaptation or anything like that and you'd like to see it adapted actually i have one that came right off the top of my head me too Uh, i read a manga onani master kurosawa is really an excellent manga it's a short short manga it's you can read it in like two hours and it's a really great story that starts out being pretty perverted but it has a lot of really good character character development and uh transformations throughout the, uh, the, the its run, but it's never been made into an anime, so I would like to see Onani Mastered done into an anime. Also, recently I bought the first light novel of the 12 Kingdoms fantasy series, book series, so... And I'm so excited to see if you actually read it. Mitsuki doesn't we'll really see. read. <laughs> we'll see. It's 400 pages Mitsuki long. Mitsuki can't and... actually read. Oh, no. <laughs> I the first one that came to my head is a manga that I would love to see either a short film or an OVA and it's a one shot or I think it's just one shot manga called Socrates in Love and I thought that was a wonderful little manga very very sweet a very concise well told story and I would love to see an adaptation of that and I don't think there is one and if I'm wrong someone please correct uh, me I better look it up you never know so, 
Last week I mentioned uh, a manga called Drops of God that's about uh, like wine tasting culture and stuff. And someone in the chat I think referred to it as Sideways, the manga, which is kind of uh, kind of apt, I think. I think that would make a pretty cool anime. But uh, a manga that I've started re- reading really recently that I love and I think would be perfect as an anime is a, is a series called One Punch Man. And uh, I'm really digging that right now. Uh, it's kind of a send-up of uh, superhero uh, type shows and manga and stuff. It's really good, though. Really funny. What about you, Icy? Do you have one? Well, I'm a big fan of the Mega Man series, and recently I finished reading Mega Man, Mega Mix, and Gigamix, and I would have loved to have seen that animated because I recently saw uh, someone made a uh, uh, parody opening video of Namco X Capcom, and mm-hmm. they replaced all the characters with the Mega Man characters, and that just made me really want to see it as an anime. Ah. Also, also, I've been mentioning in the chat quite a lot that I would love to see a Liar Game anime. I know there's a live-action adaptation of it, but with the manga ending soon, I'd love to see an anime be made for it as well. Well, maybe you will. I think I could go for some for some Mega Man also. I, uh, I'm a big fan of the video game series, and my, my PlayStation Network gamer tag is a... Uh, is a picture of Mega Man, so I think that would be a lot of fun. Completely unrelated while you're on the phone, I see I love your cosplay. Thank you. You're welcome. Was it wasn't there a Mega Man anime some years back? I thought there was. I I feel like there was. I feel I believe it in there the was phones. one for the Bell Network series. Okay. Yeah, I, I've, never, I've never seen any of them, but I may, maybe it was an American cartoon show or something. It is like an American cartoon. I mean, oh it, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. There's of. been some of the Rockman.exe stuff, but there's so many different Mega Man anime games and comics and different source material that you could work with. It's been a long time yeah. too since even the American reboots of Mega Man. I feel like. So why don't we move on to your trivia question here? So we can uh, we can you can be the first the first challenger. So what host do you want to challenge? What host do you want to go head-to-head against? I'll go head-to-head with Mitsuki. Okay. And what host do you want to ask the question? Do you want a question from me or a question from Cram? I'll I'll get a question from Chiaki. Okay. Are you both ready? So you will have the first chance to answer, Icy, and you'll have 10 seconds. Okay? Yeah. All right. Don't look at my screen. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. (laughs) I'm laid back on my caffeine. I'm good. All right. Here are your clues. Name this anime. My, what big eyes you have, writer Mamoru Oshii. My, what big ears you have, production IG. My, what overt symbolism in a 1999 released movie. Name the anime. Any guesses, Icy? Uh, Ghost in the Shell? No, but that's a good guess with Oshi. Oshi's the writer. Unfortunately not. Mitsugi, do you know? Um, no, I don't know what it is. Really? No, nope, what is Both it? Both of you? Jinro the Wolf Brigade. Oh, oh, oh you're right. Oh, see, yeah. see? Should, should have been obvious. <laughs> now you all feel that silly. That really should have been obvious. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for your call, Icy. We're going to move on to thanks, uh, the next Icy. caller. See you. Thank you. See, see you. All right. I should have got that one right. That was, now hindsight, that was not that hard. You should have. All right, we ready for the next caller? Mm, yes, indeed. Okay. Hello, everybody. Hi Hello. there. So yeah, who, who are we speaking to? Yes. Uh, this is J- Jazzmaster9 from the forums. Oh, great. Jazzmaster. I love jazz. I love jazz. What's up, Jazzmaster? Yeah, hey, um, yeah, I'm a new listener. Uh, I've been I've been listening to uh, to your podcast for just about a week now, and I've been listening to like 
almost all of the backlog episodes, like one after the other. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Well, thank you. Thank That's you. Hopefully, Very not nice. too old. <laughs> Some of those episodes get pretty janky. <laughs> Back when we were oh, yeah, just the other episodes sound fine. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, and um, I've been actually been out of the anime scene for a while, and actually, you guys actually got me back. Oh, great! Oh, we made an anime addiction worse. It sounds like awesome. I uh, yes, yeah, you did. Enablers. I keep saying that. <laughs> All right, so um, I just want to ask a question to Mitsugi. Oh, <laughs> again? Okay, great. Um, <laughs> you you seem very militantly hateful towards Moe. Where did the hate start? Hmm. <laughs> Um, I, f- you know, I'm not really sure. I think I, uh, I think I just got tired of having so many different anime that just have the same general content and the same general s- swath of characters. And after you've seen so much of that type of stuff, I just think it gets a little bit dried up and old. Um, uh, so just the oversaturation. Huh? I think it's just it's just me, you know, because I've seen so much stuff. I've been around watching anime for for, for a little bit, maybe maybe too long even. And um, when you've seen one Moe character, you've pretty much seen all of the Moe characters, maybe with a couple of yeah. variances in there. And uh, I don't know. It just it makes for very uninteresting content at times and gets a little bit old. After a while, it's, it, it, it comes off as profoundly uncreative. And I think that's, you know, aside from kind of the sexism and objectification that can sometimes creep into those things. I, I mean, I understand why someone would kind of be averse to to the, the whole moe thing. What I will say is, all jokes aside, if someone watches anime and they like moe characters, you know, that's your prerogative and it's perfectly fine to like a certain type of character. I mean, moe characters have their own appeal in and of themselves. I mean, they're certainly very cute. That's and, true. Um, you know, they have that going for them, and they have the whole innocence thing. And so, I mean, if you like Moe characters, you like Moe characters, and, you know, you can't let my rage, you know, ruin your fun all the time. Wow, so this, I hope that doesn't happen. This is amazing. Someone in the chat, Astrophysics, okay. said, in the scope of the podcast, your first rant against Moe started in episode four. Four? That's how well people know wow. us. I'm impressed. That's a little bit scary. <laughs> I need to get back to that episode, episode four. So, are you ready for your trivia question? I'm ready. Okay, so which host would you like to challenge? I would like to challenge Cram. Yo, what's up? Let's do it. Okay, would you like a question from Mitsugi or myself? Uh, I'm going to... Oh, man. Chiaki makes uh, hard questions. (laughs) Oh, man. I have to go with... If I I, uh, mess this up, Cram is going to get the question, so I'll choose Chiaki. Oh, okay. (laughs) My question. All right. So you're going to have your first chance to answer the question, Jazzmaster. And here's your question. Name this anime. The recipe for this anime includes five high school girls, three guitars, one drum set, and a keyboard. Mix lightly with some Kyoto animation and serve a top cake. What anime is this? That is K-On. Very good. You're right. Bing, bing, bing. And you said she made hard, hard questions. See? <laughs> I'm fair. Did you know that one, Cram? I did. I did know that. Okay, so. You stole it out Everyone from in Japan me. does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for calling in, Jazzmaster. You're very much welcome. Thank you as well. It's good talking to you. Of course. 
we have people calling from all over the world. I know we haven't been asking where people are calling from, but I have it on my Skype, and I think it says you're located in the UK, right? That is correct, yes. So what is your handle? Who are we speaking to? Uh, Massive Banana Lodge. (laughs) Massive Massive Banana Lodge. Lodge. (laughs) Meatsuki was eating a banana earlier on the show. I was. Did you enjoy that? It was disrespectful. It was it, dreadful. Uh, I thought it was delicious, so, you know. Okay, so what kind of a uh, comment or question do you have for us, Banana Lodge? On your first day of work in Japan, what was your first day like? Well, that was a long time ago for Cram, huh? That was a long time ago. Um, I was very, I was scared shitless because I was doing one-on-one lessons with students that had had teachers for years before I got there. And even though the material isn't particularly difficult, it isn't difficult really because it's basic English, um, having never taught a foreign-speaking person before in a one-on-one setting, it was a little nerve-wracking. So the first day was a whole bunch of, holy crap, I need to get organized. And maybe after the second day, once the third day rolled around, it was pretty much, it was all right because... Um, you got used to it. I will say that once I switched to being an ALT and had massive groups of kids, it was even more terrifying because that's much more difficult to do than teaching one-on-one. Um, and But even that becomes second nature after a while because you just learn how to entertain kids and it can be done. It takes about a week in both cases to get fully used to it. I think I was just super excited at the idea of talking to Japanese people. Well, of course, because you were, because you're blonde, and everybody was like, oh my God, I have a blonde teacher. I love my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was most nervous about dealing with kids, though. There's this kind of perception, especially in Japan, that, oh, you're a woman. You love kids, and you're great with them. And I'll be honest, before I went to Japan, I didn't really like kids that much, and I wasn't really great or even good with them. So that was a little bit of a learning experience. And whenever I had a class with young children, I was really afraid because it wasn't only a class with young children, but it was a class with young children who I didn't really speak that much of their language. So Uh, for me, my first day of work, yeah, yeah, it was a lot like Chiaki's. I was just excited to be doing something in Japan. And I had a, um, I was observing another teacher at a private conversation school. So it was just like, you know, individual students, like one or two student classes, one after another. And there was everything from like little kids to adults. And it was just, I was so overtaken, like overcome with the magic and the beauty of being in Japan that I, it, it was like the fastest work day and the easiest work day ever, ever, because I was with a, you know, a good teacher who's now a really good friend of mine. And, uh, you know, it was just good. Just being in Japan at that point was like, everything was so new and fresh and magical that, you know, it work didn't feel like work, but it does now. It feels like work. Yeah, that was that wonderful phase of Japan being, oh my god, everything is rainbows and sunshine. And then you're like, oh wait, it rains here and it's cold here. And, and Yeah, the rainy season just started. <laughs> oh, fun. Oh yeah, it's been raining for like three days. It's right. always the rainy season in the UK. Yeah, it's, it's rough. <laughs> yeah, I went, I went to the UK a while ago and I think I was there for like 20 days total. And I think I had two days of sunshine. And everyone was just saying, oh, this is normal. <laughs> okay, Banana Lodge, time to try your hand at trivia. So who is, who is your victim? Uh, I'll go with Chucky. Oh, I get one. Okay, now you need to select someone to ask, your, to ask the question for you. Uh, let's go with Crap. All right, let's do it. Uh, let's see. 
All right. What was the 1996 anime film directed by Rintaro that was based on a manga by Clamp? Uh, can I pass? <laughs> I, I guess you can, yeah. <laughs> Did you say anime film? Anime film, yes. 1996? 1996. Made by, uh, based on a something by Clamp. Nah. Based on a manga by Clamp directed by Dean Tuttle. Magic Knight Ray Earth? Was there a movie of that? I don't know. know. Boo-boo. Oh, sad. Should we save this for another caller or should I just give the answer? Just, just give, give the, the answer. answer. The answer is X. Oh, you want to know why? You want, you want to know why we didn't know the answer to that? Because that movie is terrible. Oh my yeah, it is. god! It's kind of pretty bad. though. <laughs> it's bad. Okay, thanks for your call, Banana Lodge. We'll talk to you later. Thank okay, you. Bye bye. I want you to know that next time Chiaki doesn't get an answer correct for the podcast, I'm going to smack her in her head. You're going to smack me in my head. And then the next time after that, you don't get one right, I'm going to yank on your earlobes. Now everyone is going to be trying to challenge me. And yep. <laughs> And I'm going to smack you in the head in front of 40 people. Oh, no. Don't do that. I'd cry. All right. Hello? Hello. Hi Hello. there. Who are we speaking to? Speaking to Raikosan. Hi there. How are Raikosan. you? What up? Yo. I'm good. Do you, have a, do you have a question or comment for us? Uh, yeah. I was actually kind of more wondering what were like those shows that affected you more than you thought it would Affected. like uh like for me it was honey and clover that show changed my life I, I would have never expected it to do so much for me um for me i'll say hajime no ipo i often think about ipo when i'm working out and i have to dig a little deeper I've said this before, but I will oftentimes listen to the music from that anime when I'm doing something difficult or when I need the motivation to not give up while I'm running. I'll think about Ippo, you know, peeling himself off off the boxing mat. And um, But I also agree, Honey and Clover is a fantastic anime. That one's That's a difficult anime to, to beat, but um, my answer is Hajime no Ippo. Honey and Clover is on my list of shame because I know it's wonderful and I know I'll like it because it's about art <sighs> students, but... <laughs> So amazing. I that's what I've heard and I've yet to watch it and I'm sorry. But the anime that comes to mind is actually Dragon Ball Z. And the reason being is not just because it was my first anime, but that was the show that made me start drawing. I started drawing because I drew Vegeta and I drew Goku and then I drew Vegeta and Goku some more and then I drew Gohan and I drew Piccolo once and decided that I didn't like drawing Piccolo and I stopped drawing Piccolo <laughs> but <laughs> that was kind of what got me into drawing and what got me into the anime style of drawing and art is a really huge part of my life so I really think I really think probably Dragon Ball Z or maybe like Ninja Scroll or something one of those videos that I checked out when I was way too young and I was like oh my god is that a woman's titty? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Cram? Uh, Chiaki, I think your your aversion to drawing Piccolo is racist. I think that's what that is. What? <laughs> I'm Actually, racist against Namekians. <laughs> that's right. Uh, my answer is probably probably Dragon Ball Z for maybe the same reasons uh, as Chiaki. It was the show that really got me into anime. So in that way, it kind of changed my life. Um, it also got me like like I had been drawing my whole life, but it got me 
drawing like anime style after that, which yeah. became a big part of my life for a while. I don't I don't do that anymore though. But otherwise, like a show that affected me in a way I didn't expect it to when I started it would I mean my stock answer for something like that would be like Madoka. Because when mm-hmm. I started it, I was like, I heard this was really good, but I didn't know anything about it. And then, like, you know, two episodes in, something terrible happens, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is not what I thought it was. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Dragon Ball Z, Madoka, stuff like that. Okay, so who would you like to challenge in trivia, Raiko-san? Um, I guess, as you said, I guess Mitsugi, because he's a little bitch. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Okay. Hey, we're hey, gonna find out. Your words, not mine. All we're, right. We're gonna find out. Live callers okay, throwing the gauntlet. Who would you like to have ask your question for you? Uh, probably Chiaki because I feel like, as much as I love Cram, he watches a lot of cryptic shows, so I don't feel like. <laughs> okay. All right. Are you boys ready for your question? I am not ready, but okay. All right. You will have the first chance. To answer it, not you, Mitsuki. No one cares about you. I know. Because <laughs> he's a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's your clue. Steampunk with character designs by Range Murata. This anime sets itself apart with its creative van ship combat. What anime is this? Um, I feel like I've seen this before. Because I, uh, I mostly am thinking of, I think it was... Steamboy? That's a really good guess, but no. Mitsugi, do you have an answer? It's Last Exile. It is Last Exile. (laughs) Thanks for the call. Thank you, sir. It's good talking to you. We'll talk to you next time. Take care. Are we ready for the next caller? Bring it on. Yes. All right. Hi. Oh, it's a girl. Great. Hi. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. Yay. Um, so... (laughs) I mean, I like all of you guys, even Moa hating Cram, but uh, Chiaki's like, not Cram, Mitsugi. I'm sorry, I'm nervous. Oh. Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Really okay, cute. don't be nervous. Chiaki's really cute. Just, you know, just so you know, Chiaki. Oh, well, you sound really cute, too. I'm sure you're really cute. No, no, if I'm, I'm sure if we, you know, could go out and hang out together, we'd be super cute together. Aww. Who are we talking to? <laughs> oh, um, I'm Danny. I'm Tea Cake Tiger in the chat. Oh, okay. Yay, cake. Moe Archangel approves of your name because of cake. I'm so happy. <laughs> so what is your question or comment for us? Um, just, you guys have traveled to Japan, and I'm just curious if any of you guys have traveled, like, anywhere else in the world. Oh, boy. This is going to be a long answer. <laughs> is it? Um, I'll go first. I'm not going to list the things I did in these different countries, but I'll just go through the, the list. Um, I've been to Argentina. I've been to Norway and Austria for piano workshops. I've been to um, China three times, Hong Kong, Singapore, Vietnam, Korea, and Japan. So mostly Southeast Asia, but also a couple sprinkled European countries. So When we say been to, what's the definition of that? Like like went sightseeing, spent a week? What are, how are we defining been well, to? I'm go- I was going by like at least five days because that's... At least five days? Yeah. I mean, if, if you stop there on a cruise for an afternoon, <laughs> it doesn't count, Chiaki. It doesn't count. Okay. Well, let's see. I have Canada, Mexico. I have a collective five days across all of the Caribbean islands. I'm going to count St. Martin, St. Thomas, oh, Jamaica, and all that. Listen um, to you. England, Scotland, Italy, uh, 
Egypt was three days. So Sorry, that doesn't count. Sorry. If you're going to count St. Martin, you can't have Egypt. <laughs> uh, Korea, South Korea, China, and I don't know, probably somewhere else that I'm forgetting to think of. But I haven't Graham been to is, South America yet. Cram has been to Japan. And America, because I was born there. Cram you know, is in Japan. And you know what? My opinion, I'm in Japan. My opinion is that out of all the countries I've been to, Japan is by far my favorite. So that's all that you need. Italy is a close second for me. They're very different. How about you, T-Cake Tiger? Um, I've just been to America, but I really do want to travel to a lot of different countries in the world. So You should totally travel. Get out. Let's go on a trip together. Yeah, <laughs> we should go on a trip. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> AAA Japan trip. Okay, so... That could happen. Who who would you like to challenge for your trivia question? Chiaki. Oh, yay! <laughs> okay. And who would you like to give us their question? Uh, Cram. All right. Why did I even make questions? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's fine. Right. My questions are really easy, so... Let's see. Should I do a really hard one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You should. <clears throat> All right. What series full title is Watashi ga motenai no wa dou kangaite mo omaira ga warui? Oh my god, that's not even fun. My god, I have absolutely you, no clue. I could repeat it. Can you read that again? Read that again. Yeah. Okay. What series full title is Watashi ga motenai no wa dou kangaite mo omaira ga warui? I can't think of anything. Uh, I have a guess. <laughs> I have a guess. But... Oh, man. I don't have anything. Shaggy <laughs> doesn't know. I don't know. I'm trying to translate that in my head, and I'm not doing a good um, job. <laughs> is it? Is it Watamote? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I, could, I was able to translate that, so I, I kind of awesome. cheated. But... Oh, wait, me too. I got one wrong. Oh. I There you go. I just hit Chiaki in the head. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your call. And you have my Skype now along with everybody else. So say hi to me if you ever see me around. All right. Bye. <laughs> see you. Bye. We should have more girls call the podcast. I like it when girls call. Me too. I I'm like, a dude. I like girls. T-Cake Tiger sounded pretty cute. She probably is. I think she is. Until we get more callers in the queue, why don't we talk about um, the Sailor Moon trailer, right? The trailer? Sure, yeah, it looks like poo-poo. <laughs> okay, so where did you see this trailer? I, I, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's It was on uh, ANN. That's where I saw it. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, when I saw the, um, the character designs that came out a couple of weeks ago, I was like, yeah, it looks like Sailor Moon. They're, they're not doing anything, like, radically different, but I wasn't sold on the designs themselves, and now that I see them in motion, I'm really not sold on them. I think their heads look kind of bubbly and weird. Um, and the, the, the animation that they feature in the preview is just chunky and choppy and does that weird thing where like they try to simulate like a smooth animation by doing like dissolves between frames like it, really quick dissolves between like a, a very small number of frames it's it's kind of I mean it's pretty ugly actually <laughs> uh, so when I watched that I was like oh boy if this is what they're they're deciding to show off as you know well, what this series has to offer, I, then I'm watching the promo trouble. video right now, and what I can, what I've seen of the promo video is that they almost don't have any of the anime in the video. It's yeah, but what like, of, 
very There's a shot of her going to school and was it Luna or Artemis Luna yeah. Luna jumps up on a wall like that scene right there they've got a little bit but what they show is just not super impressive I mean, which is not uh, Chucky's be- geeking out but come on let's try to keep our critic hat on here um, I, I honestly think that this trailer maybe has a total of like four seconds of animation in the in the in the ninety in the ninety second trailer so difficult to really have an an opinion on that other than the fact that it sounds like it looks like they're trying to show you something without showing you anything i yeah i get really worried about stuff like this because when whenever there's a video game or an anime or a movie that gets put off and put off and put off and pushed back and delayed and delayed when it comes out oftentimes it's not good i mean there's a reason why they get there's a reason why these things have production problems and those production problems you know oftentimes come through in the final result so how many times has has a sailor moon anime been delayed and they're going to do a bi-weekly release of it it's a weird it's really weird i mean like i'm not i don't know i don't have anything personally against sailor moon but i think that it's not a very good start for this anime that hasn't even come out yet i feel like it's already has all these black marks against it and the people that are kind of keeping the hope alive are, are the diehard fans I have more callers. Okay, all right, bring, bring the caller in. Oh, cool, let's all do right. it. Hey, what's happening? Not much. Who are we talking to? Uh, this is Addicted Hero. You're my hero. Oh, you were one of my favorite callers oh. last time we had a call-in show. You can be what's going my on? hero, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sang Enrique Iglesias just for you. So so, uh, what question or comment you got for us? Bring it on. Uh, just wanted to ask, um, who's the most famous, like, or... The most, uh, the person that you wanted to meet the most in the anime industry, and what was your reaction when you first met them? <sighs> um, well, I really wanted to meet Steve Bloom. He is probably my favorite English voice actor. He's he's he he far exceeded my expectat my my expectations. He's incredibly nice and just a great guy, and I, I would love to hang out with Steve Bloom and eat some food and watch football or something. Um, as far as Japanese guys, people go, I, I loved, I loved being able to, you know, I never, I didn't meet Makoto Shinkai, but I was about 20 feet from him for about an hour, so. You took mine. That well, was done. interesting. Well, you actually met Makoto Shinkai, so why don't you. I did. Well, Steve Bloom was my first one, and then when I was meeting Steve Bloom, of course, he was at the con, and we already arranged that we would interview, interview him, and I'm meeting him, and I'm like, be professional, Chiaki. Be professional. Don't be screaming fangirl. And so I'm really chill on the outside. I'm like, hi, you know, my name is blah, 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 and I'm with the show. But inside, I'm like, oh, my God, you're Steve Bloom. You're Steve Bloom. You're Steve Bloom. So that happened. Okay, so Um, how about Shinkai? Shinkai was amazing. I really wish that I wasn't in my Masakaki from C cosplay because... That's a little freaky. It was a very freaky cosplay, <laughs> but he was very nice. I know I've said before, but I told him that his movies made me cry, and he was like, oh, I'm so sorry that I made you cry. And I was like, no, <laughs> this is a good thing. <laughs> don't don't apologize. <laughs> I haven't met a whole lot of people in the industry. Um, from the few cons that I've been to in the States... Uh, Sonny Strait was really cool. I like Sonny Strait a lot. He's oh, yeah, a really he's nice cool. guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mike, Mc, Mike, Mc, Mike McFarlane is really cool, too. Um, I met Tiffany Grant, the voice, the uh, English voice of Asuka. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean, the just, you know, kind of panel stuff and getting to go up and just talk to him a little bit. The cool thing about Sonny Strait was that he was at the first con I ever went to, 
and no one showed up for his panel except like me and three other people or something so he was just like why don't you guys just bring your chairs up here and we'll just sit in a circle and talk so we just sat next to Sunny Strait and just chatted for like an hour it was it was really awesome actually uh, how about you um Addicted Hero do you have a do you have a particular person in mind um well oh, well the obvious is um Hayao Miyazaki right everyone wants to meet him I don't know yeah. I think he'd be kind of an asshole <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> it's kind of a grump. <laughs> <laughs> but from a critical, he's he's the guy in the industry that you'd want to talk to, right? Yeah. Sure, of course. Yeah, so he'd be my number one person that I'd like to speak to. Okay, so do you have a tr- person you would like to challenge in trivia? I'm on a hot streak, so you better watch out if you pick me. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. Now I'm going to pick you. <laughs> okay. I, 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 hope, I hope Cram gives us another Japanese title. That, or, was, a, that was a jerk question, by the way. Or it could I'm be sorry. me. He hasn't picked Cram yet, although he might. Who, who Mas- do you want the massive, question? Massive Banana Lodge in the chat was calling me a D-bag and stuff, <laughs> I think. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, why not? Let's, let's have a Cram question. All right, let's do it. Um, probably won't know it. <laughs> What program holds the record for being the longest-running anime series in history? Is it Doraemon? It is not. Um, oh, no, I'm gonna say, it's, I'm gonna say Sazai-san. It is Sazai-san. Oh, it, snap. oh snap! Oh <laughs> snap! Mitsugi is pulling all of the weight today. Doraemon, Doraemon was a good guess. I'm it was a honestly, good guess. That was a good guess. It's probably the second well, longest. <laughs> Reacted too quickly. <laughs> okay, thanks for the call. Thanks for calling thanks, in. Good to talk to you. Take care. Peace. You too. Peace. This is so much fun. Do we have I another have... caller. We do have another caller. Bring it on. I will. I will get the next caller. Am on I the ever going to get to ask ask a question? My questions are easy. They're easy questions. <laughs> He's selling the <laughs> questions. There's, no, right there's now. no Japanese titles. Nothing like that. Hi. Hi there. Hello. Uh, I've never called him before. That's well, okay. Honestly, never called him before. That's never, cool. I'm who, sorry. Who are we talking to? Uh, I'm the person that just like started in today. I'm uh, Maraschino Circuit. Oh wow! Right. Someone started today and called in. You're Fantastic. you're awesome. You're ahead of the curve. Awesome. On it. Do you Thank have you. a question or comment for us today? Uh, I was wondering who. Uh, she had told me that uh, Crown really liked Quilla Magic Madoka Magica, so yeah. I wanted to. Uh, since it's my favorite show, so I wanted to know who your favorite and least favorite characters were and why oh that's a that's a good question uh favorite character is homoda because i mean it's all about homoda man like that's 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 the business (laughs) (laughs) uh least favorite character man that's tough i don't dislike any of the characters but probably probably just mommy by default because we don't get a whole lot with her Spoilers. I <laughs> but, have uh, <laughs> I have one for that, even from the limited Madoka I've seen. My, um, my least favorite would be Kubei, because uh, you know I, I love Kubei. He's amazing. Well, well, you know Kubei can just go die. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's amazing. He, exactly. uh, he inspires those feelings in me. <laughs> All right. Would you like to play our trivia game? Who would you like to challenge? No, actually, I want to hear. I want to oh, hear oh. Maraschino Circuit's favorite character. Oh, Right, sure. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my so favorite weird. character is also Homura. <laughs> okay, who's your least favorite character? Uh, probably, uh, Green Sayaka. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's her yeah. name? Hitome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> okay, so who would you like to challenge in trivia? And keep in mind that I am on fire right now. Uh, I feel like 
Chrome since we have so far at least one show in common okay. that we know. All Let's right. Would you like a question from me, Tiggy, or myself? Uh, Chucky, since... <laughs> since I hear a lot about how cute you are. Oh, thank you. All right, let's see. Name this anime. If you're scared of shit, you may want to stay away from this anime. But don't worry, two sexy angels with poles are there to help you fly away. Ladies, don't worry if you forgot certain undergarments. Penny is talking with garter belt. Bing bong! (laughs) Man, Cram got smoked on that one. (laughs) Right out from under me. <laughs> okay, thanks for the call. Thank you for Thank calling. Thank you for letting We're me call. To you. Yeah, no problem. See ya. See ya. See ya. <laughs> do we have additional callers waiting? Uh, I think we do. Okay, bring it on. I'm pretty sure we Am do. Am I ever going to get to use any of my trivia questions? <laughs> it took me a whole three minutes to make them. I'm not going to get to use them. <laughs> I'm glad you invested so much time in your trivia questions. I got questions. some super easy questions here, so. what? Uh, what's the score so far as of right the now? The score is tied two to two. And Ooh. I have scored both of our points, so you guys need to pick up pick up the slack. We're really lazy. Hello. Oh, there, there we go. go. That's my hello. Hi. Hey guys. <laughs> Who are we How's speaking it going? to? <laughs> I was I was I wasn't sure if I should call yet or not because I I I didn't get a I didn't uh, get to check out what you guys were doing on 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 the podcast today, so I wasn't sure if I was going to be jumping into the middle of a thing. We just got back from going and getting some. Uh, cases for uh for some of our nendroids and stuff Ooh, that's fun well you know it's always good to jump in feet first blindly oh i know who this is (laughs) that's what that's what podcasting is all about sometimes (laughs) you know who this is Uh, i think this is this is a fellow podcaster from our podcast community is it yeah so um do you have a do you have a comment or question for us? Are, am I speaking to? I can't remember your name on Twitter. Is California Wolf maybe? Yes, this that's me. Okay, so right. um, what's going I actually on? got Andrew right here. If you guys want to talk to him too, sure. We can have California not- Wolf. Did you recently recommend some porno to me? Yes, you did. You did. <laughs> yes, I actually. I it was actually uh, it was actually kind of softcore, but yeah, I was like, oh man, I actually went and read it, and I was like, oh no, because <laughs> I, I I had never heard of it, and I'm like, oh let's let's check this out. So I go to Google Images. I'm like, oh my, oh oh, oh my goodness. god, that is the best idea for a hentai episode ever. People send us <laughs> porn, and we watch it live. Wait, that's oh, already man. we've already done that. Really? No. Yeah. Yes. Oh. I I was listening. I was listening to you guys' last podcast, and you guys were talking about a uh, uh, a middle aged uh, uh, magical girl, and I had I had heard about that one at random, and I was going to check it out, and I was I was telling Crown because uh, because it was uh, one of those that I had checked out at one point, but I hadn't read it yet, and I was like, hey, you got, you may want to check this one out, and I was like, oh shoot, no, that <laughs> is bad. <laughs> it's totally porn, <laughs> but th- thank you. <laughs> Thank you for thinking of me. <laughs> <laughs> so what you guys got going on today? Uh, we're doing a live call-in show, and we are challenging our callers to a small game of trivia. On that note, would you like to challenge one of the hosts? You get to select, you get to select your challenger. Um, but just know that I am on fire tonight. I have answered. I have gotten every single point for our team. Dang. So Mitsugi is the one to t- to to challenge, huh? Uh my brother is usually a little bit stronger on challenge, but I'm more more better on the newer stuff. So, uh, which is, is it? Is it an older one or a newer one? We don't know. 
You don't know until yeah, you uh, select. <laughs> no hints at all? Come on now. Sorry. <laughs> nope. Sorry. <laughs> all right. I'm going to challenge. I'm going to challenge the Moe Archangel because I want to steal her and save her from the Pope uh, Mitsugi <laughs> Church. Someone's saving me. Do you hear that? Oh I'm being saved. Your soul is your soul is too far gone. There's nothing that they can do for you. I will I will bless you with a blazing sword of Moe glory that you can ride upon a giant kitten. A into... sword made of cake. I'm sorry, Chucky. Chucky, you are like Persephone. Your soul is being raped by them by the demons in hell that are called Moe. So. Oh my god! Wow. So. Uh, <laughs> Who okay. would you like to have ask your question? Would you like me to ask the question, or would you like Cram to ask the question? Well, seeing how I am on the on the side of the Moes, I'm going to go with Cram because you would probably <laughs> put some kind of uh, evil uh, Pope curse on it. Well, I'll have you know that tonight I have not been selected to ask a question one time. Although my questions, my, although my questions appear to be much easier than the other two of our of these hosts. So my questions haven't been that hard. Well, my my questions include very easy shonen shows and things. So anyway, so Cram, so Cram, what is the question? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do one that's not old, but it's not new either. So right. uh, here we go. During 2001. Cartoon Network began airing five mecha anime on their Toonami programming block. These included Mobile Suit Gundam 0080 War in the Pocket, Mobile Suit Gundam The 08th MS Team, Mobile Suit Gundam, and The Big O. What was the fifth mecha show? <laughs> um, mecha is like totally not my thing, but I'm going to go with <laughs> Big O because I, I, I know that one was on Toonami for sure. <laughs> I, I said Big O. There's five. I said uh, a 0080 War in the Pocket, 08MS, the 08MS team, the original Mobile Suit Gundam, and the Big O. There's one more show. What was the fifth one? Got me. Right. <laughs> Robo no, that was old, man. That's that's back when I was a kid. <laughs> What's the answer, Chiaki? Do you know the answer? Um, I'm going to say, even though I know it was way earlier, Zoids. It is Zoids. Oh my God! Is it? Is it yes, really? It is. Yes, it right. is. Oh, Jockey. Yes. I want you to know that I knew that answer also. I'm just gonna say that. Pope, <laughs> oh, we don't care about you. I know. No one. No one does. Hey, he said it, not me. <laughs> anyway, I know. I like this caller. You can just go away, me. Anyway, I know. I, I, I know. I know that you're one of the hosts of the Otaku Spirit podcast, and we'll be joining you on a one of your episodes coming up in the future. So I'm looking forward to that. Yes, sir. Anyway, so since there's no one else, why don't we, why don't we just say a couple words about the Edge of the Edge of Tomorrow movie? Yeah. Shiaki and I uh, were able to go to see the Edge of Tomorrow movie um, at the critics pre-screening. Uh, the movie was quite good. It's based on a light novel um, called All You Need Is Kill. Which is such a Japanese title. Yeah, um, and I can't tell if that title is just bad English or if that's meant to be like that. The movie was quite good. I know it's a Tom Cruise movie, so some people are going to go, Oh, God, it's Tom Cruise. But I think you'll be surprised by how good the movie is. It certainly was not a letdown at all. It was probably better than the Godzilla movie, even though I thought the Godzilla movie was good also. Um, how did you feel about it, Chiaki? I thought it was very good. I thought that they did a very good job with the 
time time jumping. So for anyone not familiar with the premise of the movie, just think I've heard this described and I think it's perfect. Think Groundhog Day meets Stormship Stormship Troopers. Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers, thank you. And so basically it's this guy who's reliving a day over over and over again, but it's during an alien invasion, so he's attacking aliens. Yeah. And I thought they did a really good job of dealing with reliving the day over and over again. There were times where it was really funny and they did a good job of that. And then there were other times where you think that they've done the day before and maybe they'll just be like, we haven't done this day before or vice versa. You think it's the, you feel like it's the first time they're, that they're going through a day and then it'll be like, how many times have we done this before? And you know, Tom Cruise's character will be like, you know, a hundred times or whatever. So that was very cool. If I had to give the movie a rating, I'd probably give it four, um, splattered aliens out of five. (laughs) I heard it was really funny. It was surprisingly funny. It had moments funny. of humor, yeah, for sure. It, I think it was just an all-around good movie. I agree. I would I would also give it four apparently in real life 80-pound mech suits. Yeah. I heard the actors actually wore these giant mech suits, and they were like 80 pounds, and in between shots, they were strung up to wow. alleviate the weight. <laughs> 80 pounds is nothing. Those guys are a bunch of wusses. Well, if, huh? you're, if you're doing a full day of shooting and you have that on you for like 12 hours... I'm sure Tom Cruise wore that thing for like 12 seconds, took it off, and drank a Pepsi. Anyway, um, <laughs> do we have any other callers waiting, or are we going to wrap it up? I think that's all we have for now. You right. know what's really dumb? I, I And I, I, I've said this before, I think, on the podcast. Um, so I said that Godzilla comes out on like July 30th or whatever, which is the Japan is the last country to get Godzilla. Japan is also the last country to get Edge of Tomorrow, which is based on a Japanese property. What What is going on, guys? Is this backwards land? I don't know. It's is uh, it opposite day? It's unforgettable. That's the opposite of making sense. Well, blame Japan. <laughs> I don't anyway, know. I do. So Every day. it looks like our trivia game is ending. The hosts have won the trivia three to two. So hooray for us! Anyway, so we're gonna take our second news break, and when we come back, we have a review on the anime Nobunagun. So we watched that anime for you guys, and we're about to have a, a group discussion about the anime. So look forward to that. But first, we have a poll question for the news break. The poll question is, how do you feel about Nobunagun, which we are about to review? What score would you give it as, 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 a, as a viewer? Would you give it 4 plus, a 3.5, a, a 3, a 2.5, or a 2 or less? And when we come back, we'll have the results from the poll and that review. So, stay tuned. Hey everyone, this is Chiaki, and this is your Anime News Break. Well, I know it's not explicitly anime-related news, I know a lot of you are also into gaming if you're into anime, and there's a lot of things that cross over between the two fandoms. With E3 coming up, people are gearing up for all sorts of video game news. First up, Square Enix executive producer Shinji Hashimoto has revealed that no new information about Final Fantasy XV or the Kingdom Hearts 3 games will be announced at next week's E3 convention out in LA. He said, We are working diligently on Kingdom Hearts 3, but in order to report new information to everyone, I think we want to get more 
time. Now, I'm not quite sure who is happy about this. I know it's a long-awaited game, but we'll see if maybe they surprise us anyway. In other news relating to the state of video game consoles and what consoles you may see around long-term, Sony Computer Entertainment has recently reported the highest worldwide sales of game systems, that's home consoles and portable systems combined in the industry for the fiscal year ending in March 2014. It topped Nintendo for the first time in eight years. However, that being said, both companies reported lower game system sales compared to the previous year. Most people seem to speculate that that's in part due to the spread of smartphones and smartphone gaming. Now, maybe you don't have a Nintendo or a PlayStation, but maybe you have an Xbox One. Well, the official Xbox website has announced that the online streaming service Crunchyroll will be coming to the Xbox One console in Australia, Austria, Brazil, Canada, Germany, Spain, France, Ireland, Italy, Mexico, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, and the United States. Microsoft did not announce a launch date, but it indicated that several new Xbox One apps will launch by the end of the holiday season. Crunchyroll added support for Comcast devices earlier this past week, and PlayStation Vita support in March. So it looks like if you're a Crunchyroll member, there are lots of ways to access the anime streaming goodness. Another news for those of you who are fans of Attack on Titan, six volumes of Hajime Isayama's Attack on Titan manga ranked on the Nielsen Books Scans list of the top 20 graphic novel sales in May. Attack on Titan Volume 12 ranked number one, followed by Volume 1 at number two, Volume 2 at number 11, Volume 3 at number 14, and Volume 4 at number 17. Volume 9 came in at number 19. So it's topping here in the U.S. bookstores. Finally, for those of you who are gearing up for the convention season and for those of you who are headed out to Anime Expo specifically, they've recently announced that it will host novel and screenplay writer Gen Urobuchi, who wrote Fate Zero, Puella Maki, Madoka Makika, to name two very famous ones at this year's convention out in LA. It will be his first appearance at this convention, so don't miss it. This was Shiaki, and this was your Anime News Break. Don't go anywhere, because we'll be back to the show soon. In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is not that podcast. www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast. Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. <laughs> And we're back with the 230th session of this edition of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. So, it's good to be back from the news break, and we have the results of our poll. It looks like with 38% of the result, you believe that this anime, Nobunagun, should get a 3.5 out of 5. 
That's the result from the poll. We're going to review it right now. So and we're, we're going to see, see if, uh, if we're in line with that, with that thinking. Now, I watched about a quarter, about a, about a third of this anime, so I'm not going to give a score on it at the end, but I am going to make comments here and there about things that I noticed, because I, I did watch maybe four episodes You of also, it. for clarity, you watched the later half. I watched too. the end of it, and I watched the first episode. So... That's, which I would, which I would argue, is all you need. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, take it away. It's this is your show, you guys. I'm gonna let Chiaki lead this one because uh, she, <laughs> it's her fault. I had to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it is my fault, and what Cram means by that is I pass it. I, you know, I'm I'm going to apologize a little, but I still stand from what I saw in the first three episodes that. It was, I remember it was one of those shows that I was like, mm, this passes is like maybe a three and a half show. It's mildly entertaining. It has some fun stuff going on in it. Not expecting a whole lot, but it doesn't look awful. And I don't think I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was right. So Nobuna Gun is an anime. It's based off of a manga that started back in 2011. Four volumes still ongoing. Written by Masato Hisa. And it is a Bridge Studio production, which didn't Bridge do something recently, or am I thinking of someone, some other small studio? I'm not familiar with Bridge, so I'm okay. Not sure. So I must be thinking of some other small studio. It is 13 episodes long and was directed by Nobuhiro Kondo, and I don't know if he did anything else of note, but it. <laughs> doesn't really matter to me. Yep. I'll look it up for you while you guys keep talking. <laughs> oh, will you? Okay. I will. I'll be nice. All right. Why not? So the general plot is the Earth is being attacked by aliens. They're called evolutionary invasion objects, but they're aliens. And basically, it's bacteria that got to Earth on an, a- on an asteroid. And in Earth's atmosphere, in Earth's oceans, it evolved very quickly and is now trying to take over the Earth. And... There are these people who have these special things called e-genes. And if you're an e-gene holder, it means in your genes you have the spirits, the reincarnation, however it is that you want to interpret slash word slash translate, whatever. The reincarnation of a famous person in history. And because you have that, you are able to use these AU balls that will then bring out the powers from that famous person's spirit and allow you to have some kind of special weapon, AU weapon, that can fight these monster aliens. Okay. Oh, but Chiaki, it has been said that one can summon their reincarnation without the <laughs> AU balls if they were so inclined to be powerful. But, but, but Cram... That only happens in one episode, and it is never talked about ever again. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the gun in the first act uh, theory? Uh, no. What, if maybe? There's a, if, the, if there's a gun in the first act, it's going to go off in the third act. It's going to be fired in the third act. Oh. Uh. But- <laughs> but I, I don't think it works if, you know, you're, you have like a... Let's just say, for example, you have a romantic comedy and one of the main characters in the romantic comedy pulls a pistol out and says, by the way, here's a gun, and sets it on the table. It doesn't work that way. But that's how it seems to work in Nobunaga. And they're just like, <laughs> by the way. 
So you you guys had asked if uh, what Nobuhiro Kondo had done. Yes, the director. Well, he has directed some things, but the only thing of real worthwhile note that he's done is he directed about three quarters of Sergeant Frog. Wow, but which is like which is a very long running anime. It has over three hundred episodes. It is, but that's not so, exactly a huge directorial credit. But the rest of his stuff are mostly OVAs and um, like movies I've never heard of. So, so let's call this his directing debut. Okay, let's I guess. not call it a success. It's not, <laughs> wait, wait. but it's not. But we'll go with that. <laughs> we'll 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 continue on this this path that we've started down. So so aliens come to Earth. Aging holders, AU balls, special AU weapons, and there's this uh, organization called Dogal, and they're collecting the Aging holders to properly use them to fight against the aliens because nothing else is effective. Did I miss anything, Cram, of that plot? Nope, that's it. <laughs> All right. There we go. And for me, when I first watched the first three episodes, I saw the first episode, and I was like, Oh, this is this is kind of interesting. It's kind of fun. It's 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 kind of stupid, but it's kind of fun. And I I liked a little bit of the things they were doing with the style. The the everything going red didn't bother me yet when they're fighting things. And I kind of liked also in those first three episodes, she has so the main character, um, Shio Ogura who is the reincarnation of Oda Nobunaga, hence Nobunaga. She finds out she's an aging holder. And I kind of liked the little bit that they played with, like the, you know, her, I'm not sure if I want to use these powers. I don't know if I want to do it. And then kind of watching things in the media and feeling pressure from society, like this is your duty. You can help us. And that's what you should do. So so there were things in the first, and then she goes off to training and I didn't mind the training. So there were things in these first three episodes that I looked at it, I'm like, yeah, it could be kind of Monster of the Week, but I was entertained during that initial fight, and it seemed like it was going to be, again, I was expecting three, three and a half out of this show out of the gate. So then, then the anime does nothing. For how long? How long? Ever. Forever? That's its, I mean, that's the whole, this, the, the whole show is just like, it's, here's the premise, and here's us just fighting the stuff that we said we were fighting and like the, the the goal ends up being something like the 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 final conflict ends up being like oh there there's something stuck in an underground tunnel between central america and south america and we have to empty the tunnel out or it's going to get through and attack some things and it's going to be bad <laughs> <laughs> You can't even get through the synopsis without laughing. Listen it's, to you. I just, uh, <laughs> I just, first, see, and, and you talked about the style. Like, like I, I, I guess since you talked about it, I'm going to throw my two cents in on the style. I think the show looks like like butt, <laughs> like a like a really gross butt. <laughs> okay, so so you you guys have sort of mentioned the plot. I want to talk on that note. I want to talk about how it looks. I was watching this anime before we before the podcast started today as Chiaki was watching it, finishing it up, and I could not believe how terrible the anime looks. I mean, okay, so first of all, the characters look ridiculous when they're not when they're not wearing wearing their battle gear or whatever. They are incredibly plain looking. That didn't bother me that much. It, it should. Because anime is art, and they should put some detail. See, like I, I watched, I watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure episode ten right after this anime had concluded, 
And it's absolutely ridiculous how much better JoJo looks than than Nobunagun. The detail on the characters between the two animes is just the, the difference is just flabbergasting. You, it's it's night and day. And I, then when the characters transform, they look like goofy, like Mega Man, um, like like Robot Master people. I mean, no, you're, that's not their transformation. You're thinking of them when they're in their suits. Whatever, that's what I mean. Like you have the one guy who looks like he's wearing a white and red sailor outfit with like weird Robot Master like arm plating, and everyone has like a metal lock jaw, like jaws from from uh, from so ugly <laughs> from. Uh, but 007 from James Bond, and the backgrounds were horrid, but were horrible. There was a shot in episode 11, I think, where one of the characters stomps the ground. Which their, their 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 power is like stomping, which is really dumb. There, it's gravity. They're Whatever. Newton. So she's they're Newton, Isaac Newton. So she stomps the ground and makes like wind. Wind is flying away. Um, and, the, and they're showing the, this building being blown by the wind, and they zoom out and show you a top-down bird's-eye view of the building. And the background... By the way, random shop in the middle of BFE. The background was so embarrassing that I made Chucky pause it, and I, and I, and I turned to, to, my, to my friends who I was with watching it, and I said to them, this looks like that this studio had to take on a handful of, of interns from like high school or college, and we're like, you know what? You can make some of the backgrounds for episode 11. And they just had like all these little kid, like 18-year-old kids making the backgrounds for this episode because they were horrible. That's my that's my semi-rant on the backgrounds because they were bad. I didn't it, mind the styling on the characters. I'm not saying it was the best thing in the world, but I really didn't mind the styling on the characters, be it inside of their, as their AU, whatever, E-Gene form or... As they're just regular person, I think regular, they just kind of look like your generic anime characters, not amazing and not awful. And and like I said, I didn't mind some of the the forms. Now, it did get stupid at the end with Jack the Ripper's form. I couldn't Jackie, stop laughing. I have a true or false question for you. Okay. Dragon of Light from the chat just, just made a statement, and I want you to say true or false. Is that all I can say? We just criticized Kill a Kill for looking, for having semp substandard art you and i did mm-hmm. jack dragon of light says kill the kill looked so much better than nobunagun is this true or false true i say it's also true true i, I mean can- i i think it's true because i think like kill the kill nobunagun has obvious like budgetary constraints like it lo- god the show looks so so cheap guys <laughs> it looks so so cheap i can't even talk without laughing i'm just so <laughs> I spent hours of my life watching this. Um, <laughs> welcome, welcome to podcasting. This is what we Man. do, Cram. But, but like the difference in how, like I, I feel like there are a lot of similarities, like in the visual flair that they're trying to to get away with in Nobunagun. And if you compare that to a show like Kill a Kill that has a lot of you know smart and creative people behind it, you're just like, oh, this is how you do it wrong. When you're yeah. you know, in regard to to Nobunagan, I feel like the the whole color design thing, where like they get into battle mode and everything turns to different wacky colors, is like it's like someone took an art theory, like a, a, a color theory 101 class, and they were just like, oh well, if you put the primary colors together <laughs> and the secondary colors together, then it makes it go pop, and it's so like you watch the any any given scene where they're doing the crazy color thing. 
If something in the scene is red, you you're, you better be sure that something else has got to be blue. If something is purple, then there's going to be something that's green. If there's this, so they, what they do is they just pair primary and secondary colors together. They don't work with complementary colors at all, and they're just like, oh, this is what's going to make this show look cool and creative. And it looks, it's an assault on the senses, and it looks like shit. I I, 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 I can't. I, I will I will say that it probably didn't help that the night before I I was showing to my to this to my same friends that I just mentioned I was showing them the first two episodes of the Vision of Escaflone, which oh, back in two thousand which, which back in nineteen ninety six looks better than Nobuna Gun does <laughs> twenty years later but yeah no kidding but but Escaflone has and had an inflation adjusted budget of over half a million dollars an episode half a million dollars dollars damn dollars. So, and that, that's a rough estimate based on the inflation rate and currency currency exchange. But Good damn. But I mean, I'm sure Nobuna Gun's budget was like a third of that. But I mean, it, I I'm sure that didn't help it very much. But. I I will say I I will again. I'll stand by the fact that I didn't. I actually kind of like some of the character designs in the sense of of their outfits when they were in their AU forms, and I didn't mind other things. But the animation was awful. The animation was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Yeah, the, it I was, mean, the anime. It was ugly as the, sin. It's it is really ugly, and the prob the biggest problem with it is that they're obviously like cutting corners where they don't need to in really terrible ways <laughs> to try to make some moments a little bit you know better animated and like to have a higher frame rate. But the problem is is that d- the action is directed so so poorly. Yeah. The block the blocking and you know spatial awareness of the director and all that kind of stuff is totally non-existent. It, I mean there are moments where you don't understand where characters are like in their world space and, and that's basic that's pervasive. Like it's all the time where you're like okay, well this character is with this monster, but where that is, I'm not sure. And then the other characters are in these other places doing their things and we don't know where that is in relation to the other characters. Like it has no awareness for like where characters are. It has no means of of conveying that and that's a that's a direction problem i was still i was still okay with the show i was still kind of hovering around like a three like this show is average two and a half three this show's not bad up until about episode what was it seven episode seven or eight when they had the the ice antarctic episode do you remember that one where At the end of that like, episode, how could I forget? Real, really, really lame homage to the thing. Like, yeah. obviously, yeah, terrible. And and at the end, it was the end of that episode where, for no reason, the rest of the characters are just on a beach. They're just like straight up on a beach. They're like, "Sup, everybody? We're it's a, just it's hanging a dr- out on a beach." It's a dream. Like the episode after that starts, and they're all on the beach, and they're like, "Oh, your swimsuit is so small and sexy. I should wear a swimsuit that's not so sexy, right?" Ha 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 ha. And you know, they're all you know. It looks like it's going to be a beach episode, and then she wakes up from her dream. It's almost like. like- it's almost to me, here's what Nobunagan feels like. The first five, six episodes feel like your generally tolerable monster of the week kind of generic show. And then after episode seven, it's almost like, oh, guys, we forgot. We have to be an anime. So we need the beach and we need some overt sexualization and we need a panty shot and we need all this other stuff. Guys, guys, isn't sexual harassment hilarious? <laughs> isn't it hilarious? It's so funny. 
how the how the ragged coach that trains her in episode two or three or whatever is like here we're just going to unzip your uh your little jumpsuit here and oh here boobies are jumping out here how about that oh I'll, i'm going to pass out pictures of you in a swimsuit to all of the other soldiers because it'll boost morale okay so wait but, but, but before we move on to the sex stuff i, I want to and it's sad that i even have to say that I want to I want to ask a question that Addicted Hero from the chat asked, and it, this is a direct question to Chiaki. To me, okay. Who asks, "How did this even pass if the visuals were so poor as you are making them seem?" So, in other words, if this anime looks so bad and if it sucks so much, how did it pass? Is this just on you? Or are you saying I'm my bad? I've done that before. I think I think it's a little bit of of both. I think it's it's like fifty percent my bad. I think it's fifty percent, and and I I have to go back to confirm this, but I feel like the season this was coming out in, we had a lot of, eh, this show's maybe not bad. Like we had the the three or four that were definitely passing, and then we were looking to fill in the rest, and it's like, mm, it's not awful. Maybe it'll be good. Like that kind of kind of thing. And again, I still stand by the fact that I don't think the first three episodes are that awful. I really don't. I think, yeah, there's problems with the animation, but Guys, again, sexual harassment is hilarious. And that's what I learned from the first three episodes. My life has changed. This has changed my life. I have a whole new outlook on sexual harassment and how fucking funny it is. I thought that didn't happen until the end of the fourth episode, though. I thought it was the because because the airplane goes off at the end of the third episode. I thought it was the airplane going off into the hurricane and and all those guys dying. And it isn't until after at the end of the fourth episode or something that maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Okay. Um, I'm not a hundred. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm not like if if it is my bad. But so my problem one of my, one of my biggest problems with the sex thing is that. As I watched the anime, I felt like I felt like the age demographic that the show was intended for was extremely young people. I mean, I'm talking like fourth and fifth grade children, and not nine years old, eight years old, ten years old. And I'll agree then. with I'll agree with that for the budgeting, the styling. And as I was watching it, there was there were a couple moments watching it where the best thing I can say is when I was watching it. Even though it's not from my childhood, I felt nostalgic. There were moments that I was like, if I was a little kid, I would totally think this was awesome. Can we talk about how what? the music sounds like Pokemon? Wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> like I, I, like I, the games? I, I didn't finish my point. Okay. So I feel like the show, the, the the tone of the show is meant for young boys. Maybe girls, I don't know. The manga is classified as shonen. So I'm thinking 8 years old to like 12 at the oldest, right? So... I'm wondering why they feel like it's appropriate, necessary, or important to have a clear tentacle, it wasn't rape, but tentacle sexual harassment scene where... Tentacle sexual harassment. Well, because it didn't rape her, but it did wrap its tentacles around her breasts. The tentacles clearly went down into her panty area, and they showed the tentacles moving around inside of her panties. Um, they had the tentacle wiggling in front of her mouth, and I was just waiting for it to plunge its tentacle into her mouth, and that would have sealed the deal. Yeah, over, and then, over two episodes, it's ripping off her clothes. Ripping off her clothing, and then at the end of the anime, there's this scene where this girl, I don't, whom I don't know the context of the joke, but she's basically sexually molesting the same character at the end of the anime, right at the end of episode 13, at the end. She's groping her and, and just feeling her up. And then this other girl comes in and says, like, I want to get revenge for something you did earlier in the show. So she starts doing it, too. Then they drag her off to the shower against her will. Against her will. 
and then the entire five minutes that follow are a joke with the guys trying to catch a video or view or viewing them, like basically, to my knowledge, raping her in the shower or sexually molesting her in the shower. And Shiaki's laughing, but like, yeah, it's sort of not funny. And I don't know that like that's really meant for nine and ten year olds. Well, I, mean, I don't think I don't think I don't think the show is actually meant for nine and ten year olds. It's just so cheaply made that you it kind of looks like Inazuma Eleven, like sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> like the way they just move thing. And it's different. Like it's I feel like there's a lot of uh, parallels between this and Kill la Kill, where you can watch both of these shows and be like, hey, watch Kill la Kill if you want to know how you do this thing the right way, and watch this show if you want to know how to do it the totally terrible awful way and i would i would agree with that i think comparatively between these two shows it's head and shoulders of all the things that kill a kill got right and this show just didn't and with with the same kind of problems like budgetary constraints and things like that and and not to say that i go back on anything that i said about kill a kill because i don't but it's definitely watching this one after kill a kill I I definitely appreciate certain things about Kill a Kill a lot more that we talked about last week. I mean, I'll yeah. I'll I'll say it and and as Mitsu was saying the the my bad moment, but there was there was a moment when I was picking it up that when I was watching it when it was first coming out again, I never thought this was a 5, but I thought it was mm, not bad, not bad. And and I remember I remember you were praising the action. And I remember, well, I thought the first episode was wasn't in, uh, intriguing. And interesting to watch, and with it's high. Con- I mean, yeah, it's high concept, and I think that's some. That's how you sell a show like this: is you're like, oh, well, you've got these people who ha- are reincarnations of, of you know, historical figures, and they get to choose their weapons. And it's kind of high concept is cool, right? It's supposed yeah. to be cool, and the show wants to be cool, but it's not cool. It's <laughs> it's really bad. There there are things that are very likable about it and and I can see those and but there was a moment when I was re- when I was watching it. So I watched the first like 3 or 4 episodes when I did the impression and then as everybody knows I'm a power watcher so I kind of put it aside and then I picked it back up um today <laughs> and oh, and watched the rest of it and there was a moment where I'll be honest when I was watching it and I'm like, I passed this one? Really? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. I made I mean, a mistake. The, the things, and we've talked, you know, a little bit about, I mean, not a little bit, a lot. We've talked at length about the things that we don't like about it. But like every other aspects of the show that I don't actively dislike, I'm just really like... I'm not affected by it all. Like I'm not. I don't feel good about them one way or the other. It's just like, yeah. I mean, the show kind of does the anime checklist thing, and it's, you know, oh well, you've got to have this in an anime, don't you? Well, it's a Japanese cartoon, so we're gonna do this one now. Uh, the, although there, the one thing I do like about it is the voice actress for the main character. I thought she was great, and this is the only thing she's ever done. I think there's a real, in- really interesting quality to her voice that. Um, that you don't get a lot, uh, kind of a uh, not weathered, not it's a little rough. Maybe it's, it sounds a little bit rough. I don't know. I liked her a lot for some reason. I took to her voice. So um, if we, there's something good about this show that I actively liked, it's the lead character's voice. Can we enter into spoiler territory for a minute? So for sure. everyone who's for everyone who's listening, we've entered into spoiler territory for Nobuna Gun. So if you're not interested in that. Turn it off now or whatever. Um, 
Cram, I didn't know this. And I, I don't know if I'm just really uneducated. But did you know that Florence Nightingale was Jack the Ripper? <laughs> Man. I See, the historical stuff, and that's, you know, we can get into that too. Like, I, I feel like the historical stuff is nothing but a means to get across, you know, the little devices in the show like there's there's no actual historical significance that they analyzed or or, and, or have anything to say about and you know i'm okay with that i actually was okay with that after the first episode i was okay with just a little bit of, of okay he's he's jack the ripper so he fights with knives or she's newton so she has a gravity thing or he's gandhi so his power isn't overtly offensive but it's a shield thing like but it highlights a bigger problem in the show and that is that the show does not have a central theme the show yeah. is not about anything. Like, Did they ever it, it, explain where that stupid bunny robot came from? Uh, it was an alien, yeah, it's, but... it's an alien. It came from space, because that's where aliens come from. <laughs> but, like, why? Uh, <laughs> why is it here? Why is it helping? They, they, they explained... <laughs> <laughs> they explained it, but at a certain point, I think that was like one of the last episodes, like episode maybe ten, 11 or 12. No, I remember them maybe. showing like him helping the director and him on Earth right. and like their right. whole relationship. But I never remember the actual question of why is he there? Why is he helping her? What is his I, motivation? Did his did his world uh, right. get destroyed by these things and he wants to save another world? Like I think th I think that was that is was what it, it was. Is it okay? Yeah. Well, I think that is what it was. But like the, another problem is that the show is so weighed down with techno babble and just yeah. explanation constantly pouring from characters mouths about stuff that have no basis or grounding or anchor in any kind of like central character based theme or anything that it doesn't ma nothing matters in the show you know, the show doesn't have stakes you just watch these things happen and you're like all right so they're fighting this thing what happens if they don't fight it like no, none of that stuff matters it's like isn't this cool look at the colors wow and that's and that's a thing where you know i i think i picked up this show because i was like i think it'd be cool to watch a show that maybe is just average but it's fun you can turn your head off it's entertaining and again, I liked kind of the concept behind the characters and I didn't want it to be bogged down with a bunch of things. Like, I know that sounds so weird to say, but maybe I just wanted an anime that was just good and average, but picked one thing and was like, okay, we're just going to be this fun show, Monster of the Week, and go through it. And as you said, they started getting weighed down by all of this other nonsense. That just explanation of stuff that that doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Nothing matters in the show. There, are, there. I don't feel like there are really any stakes in the show, and the ones that they try to set up aren't rooted in anything that that the audience has been, you know, led to feel emotional about. Like it's all just like the most emotional thing in the show is her relationship with the girl that decided to be her friend as soon as the aliens showed up, or as soon as you know the 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 shit went down in Taiwan. I really wanted was, them to be lesbians. There were hints that that was they were. <laughs> I, I even tweeted about it. I was like, "It's the most transparent kind of are they or aren't they gay kind of thing." That uh, I actually think the show would have been better if it was just a cute relationship between them that evolved. Though I will give, and again, super spoiler area, mute us if you don't want to hear it. But I will say I gave the show kudos for having a kiss. 
Like, that's a thing for me that so many anime dance around that. And I'm not even saying it was a good kiss. Don't misunderstand me. It, I think it was shitty. I think it was D- don't thrown you, don't in. You think, don't you think they kind of mitigate, like, how the emotionality of that scene by having another character who just walks around kissing everyone all no, the time? I don't think so. Shoving her tongue down people's throats? <laughs> I don't think so on that. I don't think that mitigates it. I think what mitigated it was the nosebleed because it was like this moment where you expect them to have this emotional connection and it's just like the last note of the show is a nosebleed. Yeah. Yes, there's that. But like also, when was their relationship developed to the point where you're like, oh, finally, they're going to kiss? Or was it just a thing that it's like if you put two characters in a show together, then obviously they want to bump uglies. So... (laughs) We don't actually like you like it's it's kind of Tumblr logic where you just put characters in a show and by virtue of them standing next to each other, you don't actually have to do anything because no, people was, will do all the work in their heads. There was there was a little bit of, of that foreshadowing going on with with her friend teasing her about it and with her being fixated on him and with him teasing her more than like the other people like. Yeah, I, I can guess. I can see a little no no again I still think that the kiss was a little bit out of place and just kind of like mm, well let's have them kiss and and not really a good build up or anything to it but but again so many anime will have characters dance around it and never deliver on that that I will just give it a kudo that it actually went for it and and you know this anime needs kudos where it can get them kudos is a good candy it's a candy <laughs> it is I thought it was like a I thought it was like a granola with chocolate. Well, okay, fine. It's a granola with chocolate, but it's like candy. It's got chocolate. I would rather eat that than watch Nobunagan. I'm sorry. You know I'm what? Sorry. When Kuro. I was a kid, when I was a kid, my, we used to eat a lot, we used to eat chewy bars like every day. You know what, Cram? Eventually, you're gonna pass an anime that shouldn't have been passed. Oh, I think I've done it before. And, uh, and before we did before we had this system, though. And I'm going to I'm going to have to watch it. And right. when right. when I get mad at you for it, you can just be like, "Hey, hey, Nobunaga," <laughs> and I'll just be like, it's "True, you're right. I'm sorry." See, Cram and, did and that. Like, Cram did that last season. Samurai Flamenco. <laughs> yeah, but Samurai Flamenco is great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the the historical stuff. I want to jump back to that a little bit because the I was first tipped off that the historical stuff was absolutely asinine and you know pointless like it really doesn't have any meaning in the show whatsoever like it could have they didn't even have to have historical figures it just makes the show cool but i i first realized that when they had the character who is the reincarnation of gandhi his power is to like he has big hands come out of his head and he he makes a shield and protects people so it's like oh well gandhi was a pacifist so obviously his war power would be to protect people and i'm like no, that you kind of miss the point of pacifism if you make a Gandhi type character who actively participates in battle in any yeah. way, whether it's defensive or offensive. The, the the like if he was really a Gandhi character, he would he would be like, uh, I'm gonna stay at the base and not you know and not do the fighting. Passive resistance, guys. Like <laughs> this is and in the first like the first episode that he shows up, I guess it's episode two. There, you know, it's a quick deliberation about who's going to go and, and neutralize the threat at hand. And Gandhi is the first one to speak up and he goes, I'll fight too. So you have the Gandhi character, you literally put the words, I'll fight into his mouth. And that is, one I mean, thing totally that, missing the point about that. Like, I, but that uh, is one thing that they talked about. They talked about, I forget in what episode, it must have been like six or so 
five or six where they talked about how they were different people and how sometimes like the e-gene in them like the 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 thing can have them make them feel different feelings um but how they were still their own person and and I can I can kind of see that like that didn't bother me so much for me it was just when when toward the end they were really starting trying to like push all of these figures and history and things like that and I was like whoa we were fine just having it be like oh he's the reincarnation of Jack the Ripper he uses knives I'm fine leaving it at that like I'm just then okay they, then they started bringing up like like the the ships are also named after uh after historical figures i guess yeah or they're or they're named after characters they're named after characters in uh in in fiction stories so like you've got ellen ripley is one of them from alien <laughs> man they they were all kinds of stuff i mean at the end mozart popped up yeah, I randomly, think it was like there were there were all these Eugene um, holders that we've never seen, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Mozart." Mozart, did, man, boy, he died quick. He was in the show for like three seconds, and then he went off radar. And um, there was another one that popped up with Mozart that I was like, "What?" There were like three what? of them that popped out of nowhere. They were like, "Oh yeah, and by the way, Mozart, Caesar, and oh yeah, Caesar." What was the other one? There was another one. They were all just fighting over and the, there. Don't and the worry fans about ever him. misspelled Caesar. And I was like, yeah, that and was, I was on like, Crunchyroll, actually. And, and, and I said, "Where's Huckleberry Finn?" That I mean, wasn't you know, fan was, subbing. That was legal. That was on Crunchyroll. I watched legal. See, I watched it. I watched it on Crunchyroll as well. And at one point in the show, the the subbers misspelled, uh, or it's not that it's misspelled, but they were inconsistent about the she hole character. Yeah, the one who, the one who has the terrible lips that looks awful in that jaw brace thing that they have to wear. <laughs> God, the oh, the motorcycle motorcycle lady. <laughs> Cram, Cram, I have an image I'm going to put in your head, and I want you to be ready for this. No. Oh, God, no. Okay, right. think of the Jack the Rip, think of Jack the Ripper character in his, yeah. not in his, like, evolved suit, but just in, like, the, the jaw brace thing, okay? Right. Do you have him in your head, whitish yes. hair, eye? Yeah. I didn't know Raiden was in an anime. Oh, oh he does look God. like Raiden from Metal Gear. Oh. That's what I was thinking of. He looks like Raiden from Metal Gear, exactly. Does he? Yep. Doesn't he? Yep. Yep. Like wait, like with the j- whole jaw brace thing that they have to wear in their suits. Like so, the suits are very um, awful. Very, they're bad, but they're very obviously kind <laughs> very of pseudo sailor seifuku kind of thing yeah. with like the the collar that goes over the front and over the back and and that you know that thing. Um, and I think they look terrible. <laughs> I agree. But the jaw thing just takes it to a whole different level because the characters themselves aren't particularly attractive and they're like, what can we do to make these characters as ugly as possible? <laughs> Let's put a big piece of metal on all of their faces. <laughs> so you guys have been talking about this for a while and the show's obviously not one, not the best. That's a way to put I'm it. I'm being nice. Um, oh, Jack, in the chat, Jack TWT, TWD fourth says, watch Clone High. I absolutely agree with that. It's much better than Nobunagun and kind of um, uh, not, not, not even remotely similar, but kind of similar because it has historical figures brought back in a way. So on that note, do you guys want to score the anime? Because I am not going to score it. I didn't watch all of it, so I don't feel qualified. I have well, a question. Let's, let's play the game. If you did score it, okay. it doesn't count. It doesn't count. But if you did score it, I, I, I have a question though. I have a question. Sure. First. Okay. What's, what's the lowest score we can give? <laughs> 0.5. Anything lower than a two is technically it might as well be a hentai out of five. But we still need a number. But you can still give it a number if you want. 
I, no, we need a number for the website. Chiaki asked me what I would give it, and even though my score doesn't count, I couldn't give it more than a two. Like I don't know exactly, but it can't. It couldn't get it more than a two from me. Cram, do you want to go first? And I'm not saying I'd give it a two, but I. Um, man, yeah. I mean, I get, it wasn't overly offensive to me. Like it didn't offend my my senses to the point that I would be like point five, worst thing ever. But man, it was a little bit offensive. I'm I'm gonna go with a two. Yeah, two. Wow, you actually were nicer than me. I was. I was gonna go with a. Uh, I was gonna go with a one. You're going, you're, really? you're going with a one. Well, because. Well, you might as well. I, I mean, I was gonna say if you guys end up giving this a two after rate after after pounding on it for for forty minutes. Yeah. Let me <laughs> let me put it like this. I mean, it's it's not entirely incompetent. It's just mostly bland, and when it's not bland, it's just flat here's, out bad. Here's my thinking. We do it out of five, not out of ten. So a two out of ten, or for so a two out of five is a four out of ten, and I just think about that and I'm like, that sounds way too high for this show. So, but if we average our score together, it's a one and a half out of five, and mm. and that would be a three out of ten, and that sounds fair to me. That sounds sure. fair. So you're it's rounding up to a one and a half. Yes. Which is it might as well be a hentai out of five. And you know and what? This is. anime wanted to be hentai so bad, and you know, I was so disappointed. After it already just gave up, after it just surrendered anything, any for any credibility it could have possibly had, I really wanted that 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 anime girl to get to get what she didn't have coming to her by that tentacle monster. But they let her go. In so. the in the chat, Baka is dumb has has been expressing his sadness because he he seems to be a fan of this show, and he said that we didn't actually talk about the main character's actual character, Shio's character, and. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna have to say that I don't think she had much of a character and that's why it's really easy to look over that like she she's a military otaku chick and she makes she makes one friend and the show expects you to have that as your emotional anchor for the entire thing and it doesn't it doesn't she work. She wasn't that like, offensive. I mean, she didn't bother me. I didn't love her. She didn't bother me. There's about a million anime characters in the in, in existence that are that are military otaku. And I'll just, th- I'll just name three of them right now that I just thought of on the spare of the moment. One of them is the fat kid from High School of the Dead. The other one is the nerd guy from Full Metal Panic that's in uh, Sagara's class. And the other one is the kid with glasses from Evangelion. Bam. There's a million of those characters in anime. There's probably over a hundred of them. I mean, it's not hard to come up with a gigantic list of, the, of those types of people. So... All right, that was fun. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> on a side note, before we close the podcast out, because we're sitting on a tile floor and my legs are really killing me, we recently had a poll on the website to, to asking how you felt about the news breaks because I'm sort of going through and getting some data about the podcast from you guys. And I'm happy to say that 90% of you said you either love or like the news breaks. It's a huge, overwhelming result, and I'm happy that the news breaks are working for you so it sounds like we'll we'll be continuing to do them uh, into the future so okay well i'm sorry we didn't have a good review for nobuna gun i guess this just goes to prove that even though the new system is supposed to be more accurate at weeding out the bad shows and picking the new ones you still get to have your rants and stuff like you want to so once in a while all right, so uh, with that, this was the uh, 230th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. 
Um, I had a lot of fun talking to the live callers. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Thank you, everyone who was brave enough to call in. It was wonderful to talk to you. Thank you to all you guys. The uh, we'll, we'll be back next week. And even if you didn't call in, thank you for joining us on the live chat. What are we talking about next week on the podcast? Real quick, I'll just run through it. We are doing Return of the Cooking Show. So oh, is that next week? Chiaki will be doing a cooking show for you guys. We watch her watch as she prepares for you katsu curry. Oh. And we will also be be reviewing the anime Hozuki no Rei Tetsu, which was probably oh, the I'm most excited for that one. Probably one of the most popular animes in Japan from that season. So. Oh my god, it's an anime that. that I've watched already. I don't have to power watch it. There Weird. You go. Okay, so Again, you can find us at our website, www.aaapodcast.com. So go check us out on there, and you can join our forum and talk to us. I'm on the forum every day, so you can talk to me on there. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can tweet us at aaapodcast, or you can tweet cram at dustycramcram. And we're also live every Saturday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ustream.tv. The closing theme for you tonight is the song. The closing theme for you tonight is the song My Sweet Shelter from the anime Inari Konkon Ko Iroha by the artist Maya Sakamoto. Take care, everybody. Surprised she's still doing music, but I'm glad to see that she's still around. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Thank you.